Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. Hello, everybody, and Kawabunga. Welcome to another fantastic installment of the Bench Bob. Did you just have a stroke? <laughs> oh, okay. I'm like, okay, I'll roll with it. I'll roll with it. He's like, I just, he goes, he's like you guys weren't paying attention. Yeah, I'm in it. I'm in it. That was the plan, Stan. I'm in it. I, I, I'm with it. Welcome it. to this week's edition of 48 Minutes Basketball Network, the Bench Mob here on the 48 Minutes Basketball Network. Excited because we are in round two, Electric Boogaloo, here on the show, yes, on the network, are. talking a little playoff basketball, some awards. Um, I don't know what else is going to come up. Probably nothing, but we're going to get to all of it because it's that time of the year. So I am Tim Daniel. Here is with, as always, Mr. Sean Mackey himself. How are you, sir? What's going on, man? How are you? Basketball season is coming to a to a close soon, so we're we're getting there, and it's it's getting really really entertaining. Yeah, I see you rocking your Steph Curry today. Ben Brown's pick for the world champion Golden State Warriors. I'm all on board on your ship there. Okay, hey, and I'm gonna tell everybody that you heard heard it first here. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And you hear the voice there. Joining us as always, my man, 100 grand, Trap Money Benny himself, Ben Brown. How are you? What's good? What's good, man? Um, you know, second round of the playoffs, so we're just having some fun here. The games are starting to get better and better as the uh, as the rounds go. And I'm uh, just excited to talk some NBA playoffs, brother. I like it. I like it. So before we get into today's show, a little housekeeping. If you're watching this live or later on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter, you see the link there on the bottom. 48minutesbasketballnetwork.merchmake.com. Go get yourself some 48 Minutes Basketball Network gear. It is sweet. Uh, we have a lot of really cool stuff on there, nice. and we're adding regularly. So we're adding to the shop regularly, so you can go on there and get some solid, solid merchandise. So uh, be sure to check that out. Also, as we are looking to expand here to kind of do more with the YouTube channel, uh, we're looking for people who can help us with video editing. So if you're out there and you know how to edit videos and do cool podcast segments and want to help us out, like let us know. Shoot us a DM on any of the social medias, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, and we will be sure to get back to you on that. Uh, we really we could use the help. It would be really helpful and be really appreciative. Uh, so with that being said, guys, it is now obviously round two of the playoffs. And so far, every series has played one game. Um, and we're kind of just right now, as we're recording game two is going on between Boston and Milwaukee. Uh, the Celtics are up by 12 as we get, st- as we start recording. Um, but let's kind of go through each series. We'll start there. Cause obviously that was kind of the, the, the headline of game one of the first game ones was just the, the beating, the destruction Milwaukee put on the Celtics in that game. Um, obviously Giannis with 24, 13 and 12, <coughs> Drew Holiday with 25, um, you know, you got really good minutes from Grayson Allen, Pat Connaughton, and Javon Carter coming off the bench from Milwaukee. They looked really deep 
And obviously, Boston, we knew that this was going to be a fight. We knew this was going to be a series. Uh, they're up 17 now as we start as we're getting into the show. Um, so what have you guys kind of looked at from the series so far? And what have you taken away? And what are your thoughts on what's happened? Uh, what, what you kind of took away from game one? Um, my takeaway is that Milwaukee, I felt like Milwaukee was trying to make it a fist fight. Mm-hmm. Like they were super physical. They were super aggressive. Um, you know, they played downhill. They, they, they played that attacking style. Um, it, it was just one of those things where you looked at it. Milwaukee was just the more physical, physical team, the more physically um, just imposing team, um, you know, and, and I'm not saying that Boston wasn't ready. I, I, you can't say that, but I think that, you know, Boston was riding the high of knocking out um, Brooklyn. Um, they were riding the high of playing well. Um, and I don't think they were ready for that physical style. They also, it helped that, like you said, Tim, Milwaukee got big contributions from Grayson Allen, Pat Content. You know, it, not saying that it's not expected, but, you know, when you get that many, you get that many contributions from people on the bench, um, it, it's something that you're not prepared for to get those big minutes from those guys. So I think Milwaukee all the way around just kind of punched them in the mouth and kind of got on top of them before they could even blink. So uh, as we're seeing this game, too, as it's going on right now, it seems like Boston has adjusted a little bit. Um, they also have some guys hit some shots. Boston did not shoot the ball very particularly well uh, in that first game. So we'll see how the second game goes. Yeah, so – all I have to say about that first game is just Giannis, best player in the world, um, yeah. doing yeah. best player in the world type things. As always, he's an unstoppable force. And like you guys were both saying, they're both – the Bucks are so deep. They're so deep, and they've got championship DNA in that whole roster right now. All those guys are – it's a step-up mentality. Chris Middleton's been out you know, since the first series, and – Everybody's having to step up. As much as I hate Grayson Allen, I feel like the majority of non-Bucks fans or non-Duke fans hate Grayson <laughs> Allen. He mm-hmm. has played very, very well. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I, if you if you're able to get contributions from guys like that and to get them to buy into a system where it's like, you know, we're gonna try to win this no matter what. It doesn't matter if our second, you know, our our, our second guy goes down. Someone's going to have to step up if that's, you know, one or the other or another person one night or Bobby Portis or whatever. Um, They've got a lot of people they can rely on with that team. And um, they're just really, they're really built well. Um, I love, you know, I think Brooke Lopez is, is a very decent center for the role that he's playing for them. I mean, he's not the same guy he was putting up, you know, with the Nets years ago, but you know, he fits this team so well. Everybody on this team has a purpose. And I just feel like in the end, even without um, even without Middleton, I feel like Boston is going to have a very, very hard time. Kind of the same. It, the, way, the way it's going, it kind of reminds me a little bit of the Bulls Celtic series when Garnett was out and the Bulls like thought that they had a fighting shot. That's what the Celtics are doing right now. I think this could be this is one of the series that could go seven but if you get a team that thinks they can win that's going to go out there and everything but you also have a team that even if one of your best players is out they're going to step up even more it's you're in for a dogfight every team every game mm-hmm. yeah i really like yeah. this matchup i think it's a lot of fun um 
you know, obviously you're seeing this evolution of Jason Tatum as he continues to just be, be better and better and better. I mean, really kind of making his case as potentially a top 10 player in the league now. Um, and then you have Giannis, who, like you said, Sean, is, is kind of flexing his muscle as the best player in the world. And that just kind of makes all the difference as well. Um, it's just kind of a really different different dynamic between these two teams. Um, you know, obviously having a guy like Drew Holiday to be there to kind of protect. Uh, Marcus Smart's out tonight. Apparently they don't mm-hmm. need him, uh, by the way, this first half's going. But hey, you, you know what? Let's let's not say anything yet. I've I've seen <laughs> so many 15 to 20 point leads come and go over the last couple Evaporate. of days. Go go! All, all we need to do is go into my living room and ask my wife about NBA basketball, and she's going to tell you that nothing matters until the last two minutes of the game. Nothing. <laughs> she's like, she's like, every game I watch with you, it proves my point, and I'm like, that's not why we watch, though. We don't just watch the last two minutes of the game. And she's like, but that's all you have to do. And I'm like, I can't really prove her wrong right now because that's what's been going on. Yeah, yeah, it's been a lot of fun though, um, and I've really liked it. Um, Let's go to the other Eastern Conference series, so Philly, Milwaukee, I and mean, Philly, Miami. Woo, geez, Tim. Philly, Miami. Yeah. It's been a day. Cowabunga. Uh, Cowabunga. <laughs> Keep you on your toes here at the bench mob. <laughs> so, last night we had game one of the Philly-Miami series and obviously was um, kind of a pure old butt kicking uh miami wins 106 92 a lot of the game though i was just waiting for the heat to take over it was like the game would get close and it was like you know this team's without mb like come on make a move and it seems like they just couldn't take take advantage for a lot lot of stretches of the game and then towards the end you know tyler hero bam out of bio were just awesome um you know i without mb i just really feel cautious that they can't do this um tim and tim, then tim tim they they don't have a shot if they don't have a beat like, let's, yeah come on let's 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 call a spade a spade man i i know i know you're trying to do it for the podcast people and trying to stay so i said they, they don't have a shot and if joel mb does not play in this series it's the heat may the heat may sweep them yes yeah i agree and especially when doc goes and does his pressure last night and he goes we don't care what anyone has to say. We're going to continue to start DeAndre Jordan. And I'm like, have yeah. we not been through this before? Listen, have we not had this conversation? Can we for put six Doc Rivers? Years? Hold on, can we put Doc Rivers in like top five worst press conference people of all time? When there's when there's pressure and there's chips on the line and things go bad, don't send Doc Rivers into the presser. Don't send an assistant coach that you can sit in there and don't let Doc speak. He just, do, every time he fouls it up. Do you think that your second best player is a, a you know a player that would be on a championship caliber team? Oh, I don't know. Bad answer, Doc. Right. Bad answer. Like, that like, that very that presser literally ruined their whole season. Yeah. Even with Embiid having the year that they did, it, there was so much unneeded drama. If you would have just said, if you would have just went out there and backed him up and said, "Yeah, yeah, he is. He can align. It doesn't even matter. He might, he might not even been there at the end of the season. Everything would have changed. It all started with him. He sucks at press conferences. You're right, Ben. <laughs> you are. We got a bad. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like Doc Rivers without bad at the press conferences could work for the Cincinnati Reds. Like, oh, yeah. just, just fit right in. 
It's not it's our like, fault. It's not our fault. We we just got to make a plan. You're like, that doesn't even make any sense. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? What? You put your foot in your mouth way too much? Yeah. Like, like you, enough's enough. Like, you need to tell somebody else has got to do your press for you. Here's the other thing that I'm kind of thinking about because we're talking about Joel Embiid here. Isn't there one person that, like, if they had to play basketball and wear the mask – that would just play it up better than Joel and B. Like, is there one person? No. Like, he would literally go out there like straight Phantom of the Operating. Like, nine. Did I think like, Phil, he's already done this. He's done yeah. that before. He's done that before. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, like nineteen ninety five Undertaker. Like, just yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. There's uh, no one that would do I, like I, I more than him. Yeah. Yeah. They. Oh yeah. yeah the, the 76ers have no shot without Embiid at all. And also, um, and, and I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go two routes with this. Number one, James Harden has missed a step. Yeah. Um what? He had six, all those cheese sticks. Yeah, like, those, what <laughs> like what happened? Oh, I'm like, gonna go there. <laughs> like, like honestly though, like what happened? Like James Harden, and I and, and I'm gonna give him credit because the guy, I mean, he he was a phenomenal player, but like sure. from from like the Brooklyn stuff to I mean his little bit of last time in Houston to the Brooklyn years to now Brooklyn like year what in, year. Yeah, like, year like what happened like I'll, he's just a I, shell of himself I like, I, I can tell it. I can tell you what happened so so oh he ended up Late leaving night. Houston. All right. No, it's it's nothing controversial, guys. I'm not even going to go. Uh, no. He ended up getting to Brooklyn, and he became very comfortable facilitating the ball to, you know, probably the best scorer in the NBA. So, or or Kyrie Irving when he was able to play, like, the three games they played together. <laughs> so, so – he got really used to doing that, and I will say this, and I'm and I'm not going to judge a man by how many cheesesteaks he may or may not have eaten, um, but strip clubs he, he may or but, may not have entered an accident. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you went there. That wasn't even me. Right. <laughs> but but he has been. I, I will say this: like he he. I don't think he has. Uh, physically been in the best shape of his career in the last couple of years. I think he has kind of slacked off a little bit. Um, you know, I remember the photos when he first ended up, you know, when he, when he left the Rockets and ended up going to the nets and how out of shape he looked and everything. And he's not, I mean, this guy's a professional. He can go out there and do whatever he, you know, he can, he can still drop 40 points. It doesn't matter. Right. But I think he got so comfortable in that one year. He's like, you know what? I'm going to pass the ball more. You know, I'm going to do that. I'm going to get a couple of rebounds. I'm going to affect the way. Like, I feel like he got comfortable not having to shoulder the load. When he was in Houston, he was shouldering the load all the time. Yeah. All the time. That was his whole thing. It was like, you know, he won, he won an MVP there. He, you know, I think he won a, did he win a couple scoring titles or maybe one scoring title? Yeah. yeah so at least, at least one, at least one. And even if he didn't, it felt like he did. Yeah. So, so, you know, he got comfortable with that and now he's in a situation now this is there. I mean, what is he making this year? $40 million, something, something, like something, something insane yeah, like something. that. Your best player is out right now. Okay. Uh, who is probably the MVP. Okay. And, and he dragged a team and I don't, I don't particularly like the way that this 76ers team has been constructed. Like if Embiid would be the Embiid that he is now, 
you know, three years ago, they would have won a title because I felt like that year where they had all the shooters. Yeah, yeah. So, so I feel like you know they would have made it even further, you know, back then. But I mean, you look at this team, and it's like, besides Tobias Harris, and there's no reason why Tobias Harris should be scoring 27 points. James Harden should be putting up 35 right now. He needs to be putting up 35. He has to. He needs to become that guy again. And you're not getting anything from fuck DeAndre Jordan. He he shouldn't even be in the league anymore. He shouldn't even be in the league anymore. And and I'm a DJ fan. Like I I I I thought he was just a great player out in LA. I mean, they didn't win anything in the in the grand scheme of anything, but he means the Clippers, just so we're clear. Just the Clippers, yes. <laughs> I could go on a I could go on a tangent about those other LA bums too, but I'm not going to. But but yeah, I mean, you look at that. Like, I mean, he didn't play very many minutes last night. He only played 17 minutes, but it's like you're gonna start this guy. And what are you doing? Like, what are you doing right yeah. now? There is no. You are in. You are in a in a situation where you have an MVP talent out. And you're starting complete garbage. It's like that, you know, that year after, you know, the Chicago Bulls dynasty ended and, you know, you got, you know, like James Edwards or somebody rolling out there starting, you know, on the team the next year. Like, like what, like what are we doing? So yeah, they've got to make some adjustments. James Harden needs to step up. Tyrese Maxey, I love you, man. Also needs to even put in more effort because it's going to take that much more to get, to where they were with Embiid and they're not going to get it without Embiid. Like you guys said, there's no way they're going to win without him. He is that detrimental to this squad. Yeah. I feel yeah. like that's the one play matchup they, they should be able to execute is Gabe Vincent versus Tyrese Maxey. Like yeah. the one thing the Miami Heat do not have until Kyle Lowry comes back is a point yeah. guard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But did he just like go straight to the game last night from the golf course? Like, Oh he yeah, <laughs> he did. He played eighteen he like, straight to the gloves in his back pocket as he yeah. sat down. Like, <laughs> yeah, it went straight, straight to the yeah. yeah. He's enjoying the fruits of his labor, but you know I mean? but but also, are we not giving the Miami Heat any credit? Like, which I feel like oh, everybody has done. I feel like the whole season, everybody. I mean, they ended up. I think with they ended up the number one seed, didn't I? At the end, yeah, yep. yeah. So. Yep. Like we haven't given them any, they're freaking they're freaking Ronnie Dangerfield right now. And <laughs> like it's always about the other team and why they didn't play hard enough. It's never, yeah. well, the Heat I were really you. good last night. Yeah. It's never like that. No, they were so, awesome. Yeah, yeah, the Heat were good. And Bam out of Bayou and Tyler Hero just decided the game was over. Like those two just took over. <laughs> yeah. so they were like so good. Really up. They're like, yep. They're like, this, this is, this is what we do. Hero hit shots. Bam was catching lobs, you know, moving in the post. Like, like they once they decided they wanted the game over because Jimmy Butler really didn't even have a particularly great game, but those two were so good. Like it, it, it was, it was their show, and they just like, yeah, we, we want the game over. So then they just took over. So, um, you know, Sean, you make a great point. It's hard when you're used to being the man. And then all of a sudden now you have to be the facilitator. That's a that's a great point uh, because you know I think James Harden kind of took himself out of that mode. One, I think that he was, uh, I think that a lot of the times it's the pressure 
um, uh, of people saying, oh, well, you're this, well, you're that, and you're this, and you're that, and you can't, you're not a team player, you can't play with team guys, and blah, blah, blah. So then he was like, all right, well, I'm just going to be a facilitator. Well, right now, we don't need you to be a facilitator. We need you to score the daggone basketball. That's what we need you to do. <laughs> I and, need the and, old James Harden. Yeah, I need the old James Harden. <laughs> where's, the, where's the butt kicking Stone Cold? I need that. I need that guy. You know what I mean? So, I for understanding my reference. Ben. Oh, oh, I was with you. Oh, yeah. I'm that was that was good. That was good, guys. You know, I need I I need the old Stone. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, that's they need the old James Harden, the guy that can put you on the deck. Take a, take step backs, go for forty. Like they need that guy. If Joel and now they still won't win the series, but Joel Embiid being out, <laughs> you know, with Joel Embiid being out, they need that guy to even have a shot. I think Embiid's so, gonna play again. Oh, he I will. think he is too. I, I think, think he is too. Back by game three. I, game three, he'll I, play. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I, I agree. Don't doubt it. Yeah, he better be. I mean, right. he's. I mean, by the time this 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 NBA playoffs are over, if they get past this, man, like he just keeps losing parts, man. Like piece by piece, man. Like, what are we gonna take out on Joel and be next, yeah. man? Like is he's gonna like, be in um, bad shape. Is it Robin yeah, Hood men in tights? There's this yes. Like, yeah. Yep. 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 Come to basketball, safe for the pop culture references. Yes. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. High quality <laughs> ones at that too. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I'm with you guys. I really feel like Miami is like because last week I picked Philly to win when uh, we had Josh on, but that was before the news came out about James Harden. I mean about uh, Joel Embiid, and uh, I don't know James Harden probably went to what's it was it was it Joe's? Is that the big place over there in Philly? I've never been. <laughs> uh, uh, well, the, are you talking about the cheesesteak place? Yeah, uh, Geno's. 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 Yeah, you can go to Geno's and get your cheesesteak. Now steak. Joe's Joe's is the pizza spot in New York. He probably frequented yes. that as well. Yeah. Yes. I know I did when I was in New York. Joe's but... Joe's is fantastic. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Shout out Joe's in Spider Man yeah. too, actually. Yeah. 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 Exactly. See, <laughs> pop culture references. Pop culture once again. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the Western Conference real quick. And so last night we had um Phoenix and Dallas. And I went to bed when Phoenix was up a lot. So when I kept, when I woke up this morning, I went, How did they only win by seven? And then I went and watched the Constellated game, and I went, oh, wow. Impressive by Dallas to make the comeback, just not enough. Uh, look, I still think Phoenix wins this series. The way Chris Paul's playing in the playoffs is unbelievable. Um, I mm-hmm. love it. I freaking love it. I just pray that he just continues and he stays healthy and they make a run at it because, dude, at some point he's got to have one. I and agree. This, you know, like if it's not now, it's never happening. Yep. You yeah, know me. I, yeah, I'm. I'm never betting on Chris Paul. <laughs> you guys are all. You guys are all fools if you're doing it. <laughs> he said he. He's played me too many times before. <laughs> oh my god! Come on, man. He said something's gonna happen. I mean, I hope nothing happens, but something's gonna happen. It always I mean, does. They got through like not having Devin Booker, and you know, still got to that series. Well, you know, he came back, but like. Yeah. I don't know, man, like Phoenix has been was so incredible for the regular season, obviously. Yeah. They were freaking best regular season team this year. Yeah. And it's like New Orleans gives them fits, which look, I know that, you know, especially Sean and I, we talk hella shit about how terrible a franchise New Orleans is. But if you look down and look at it, if they have a point guard, they're pretty legit. They're, <laughs> they're pretty, pretty legit. damn good. Yep. Yep. Um 
you know, so I'm not going to try to say, like, try to hold that against the Suns, though. They should have won that in less than six. Um, but here, this is like, you know, you can't have those games. Luca's too good. Um, yep. You know, and like you saw it last night. I mean, um, they're getting guys like, you know, Jalen Brunson, who is going to get paid yes, this offseason. Holy, yeah, yes, he's going he to get is. paid. Yep. Bill Nova kid, shout out. Um, you know, Maxi Kleber with 19 points off the bench helping them out. Um, Dorian Finney Smith playing really good basketball 15, for them. 15 points yeah. last night. Yeah. Um, I don't I mean I don't think Dallas is deep enough by any stretch of the matter to appoint games. Um, no. I just can't see a situation where like Luca is gonna have to do what he did last night every night for them to be in the, have a shot at it. And it's just not enough. But also, like at the same point, I think it's safe to say, like, without if it uh, other than Chris Paul. Not very impressed with what we've seen from Phoenix so far in the first two rounds. Yeah. No, I, I would agree. I would tend to agree with that. Um, I, I think that Chris Paul has played so well um, that it's kind of overshadowed the – I won't say they've been mediocre, but they've, they're have they not at that level where you expect them to win a championship. They've got to play at a higher level as far as Phoenix is concerned. If you're going to – if you're going to beat Golden State, who's playing at a, a really high level, you, you've got to up your game a little bit. Um, Dallas, I mean, they're just honestly, uh, Tim, you've already said it. They are they are just another score away from having any success. Luka's, Luka has to score 40. Brunson would have to score 30. I mean, you'd have to get plus 20 games from somebody else, either Finney Smith or, or, or I think it's Keebler. One of those guys that had to go over 20, like for them to even have a shot, they just, they need more scoring. Um, but on top of that, Dallas at the beginning of the game was horrendous defensively. They were mm -hmm. horrendous. So for them to have a shot, they're going to, they're going to need more scoring from a couple other guys and they've got to get some stops earlier in the game. Cause that game could have been closer. Like it finished up really close or closer than what it should have been. But if they got any stops, if they got any stops during the in that first half, they'd have been in, in a decent position. But they're def defensively, they were really bad in that first half. Mavs, Mavs got to make some moves this summer. Um, you can't have one of the best players in basketball doing what he's doing every night and just and just shouldering so much load at this point. Mm -hmm. um, he got rid of Porzingis, you know. Uh, they that was I always felt like trading for him was kind of a big swing uh, mm -hmm. with his with his injury history and everything. And, you know, he it, it was pretty evident early on that he wasn't a great fit for that role. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, obviously, you got Jalen Brunson, like Tim said, could he get paid this summer? He's going to get paid. And it's like, do you go ahead and do you pay Jalen Brunson or do you go after somebody else with his value due like a sign and trade or something and, and, you know, move him on someplace and, and get somebody. Cause I, I hate to see this team not have like a pro like the fact that they don't have a proper team built around Luca right now. It is literally just Luca. They are nothing without him. It's just sad. Like, I don't really know what mm -hmm. they're doing. And I feel like back in the past, the Mavs were like, we'll spit, you know, they were big, you know, swingers during, during free agency. They go out, Hey, let's go pay this guy. Let's go do yeah. this. Let's go after these guys. And it's like, what does Dirk need? We'll get it. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I feel like that aggressiveness has not quite been there from the front office um, since that era. And, you know, you know, you got a young star, you got to build around him right now because you never know what's going to happen a couple years from now or, you know, if he's going to demand a trade or, you know, anything like that, if things go south. So um, you got to make a move. And it's uh, right now, like, like you guys both said, like this, this series is over with like, I, I just, the Suns are going to be too much for them. They were the best team in the season. And they're, they're going to run over this team. Yeah. It's a shame too. Like you said, Sean, that Luca, I mean, now granted, he didn't come in in the best of shape to start the season. No, man. He, but, but man, he's him and Harden, man. <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah. They was definitely hitting them, uh, hitting them uh, buffets and, and hanging out and chilling, but, but uh to see him to see him now like it's like to waste that talent and not build around him man i don't know what i don't know what dallas i, I don't know what dallas is thinking wake you know, up they gotta yeah, wake like, up yeah you're gonna waste a golden opportunity because you've got you've got a top you know top 10 player in the league and you're just gonna waste a golden opportunity a a literal a literal generational talent absolutely absolutely what are we doing yeah yep i agree yeah i'm with you and then obviously the most fun game so far that we've had was the memphis golden state game and dude that's one of those games where like if i didn't watch it and i knew the result i would still go pull it up my dvr and watch it like it was so good uh clay thompson missing the free throws and coming down and making the stop with jada missed the layup just incredible defense to pick job like that who's so fast and remember clay thompson's coming off two like career threatening injuries and still play mm-hmm. defense like that uh yeah. super impressive um obviously you know you lose draymond for <laughs> whatever eee. Eee. yeah mm. yeah mm. yeah a little much what, um, a, ter- what a terrible I- <laughs> go ahead tim you go ahead for- it-, it was just a- just a- such a terrible call the start of playoff series with one of the best players on the floor and you throw him out of the game. Like, like at some point as an official common sense has to reign at some point. But also, also as always the NBA, it is in the NBA's best interest for this to go seven games and it doesn't go seven yeah. games with the Warriors winning game one. Yeah. So, you know, yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was such a tremendous game. Um, we talk about guys who made some money for themselves. Jordan Poole is going to ask oh. a lot of money that the Warriors, I really believe, will tough it up and they will pay him. But they will never be able to afford another person ever again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Clay, Draymond, Wiggins, and Jordan Poole. And DeAndre, uh, Wiggins, Jordan. Jordan. And DeAndre Jordan's coming. <laughs> Wiggins, <laughs> Wiggins will definitely be the man out uh, among him and Poole yeah. because I think yeah, Wiggins has cooled yeah. off. So, Wiggins has cooled off so much since the All Star break, um, and he he fills a role there. He is very much in the Harrison Barnes role right now. Um, yeah. I think kind of like to a lesser degree though. Better, you think so? You think so? I do. Okay. Yeah, I do. Okay. I think he's a much more skilled player than Barnes. So I think like Oh, kind of, that's always been there. It's always sure. been there. But like I just feel like like what he like the way that Andrew Wiggins completely revitalized his career 
is like very impressive. No, yeah, no, that, he, a lot of that's the Warriors, he, and yeah, he didn't revitalize it. The Warriors revitalized it. That's what he's got to get some credit. I mean, yeah. he didn't, you know, he had to work at it. Like it wasn't like he just walked in and like plop, you're set. Like it doesn't work that way. Yeah, but you, yeah. but but that organization it's expects not LeBron and Chris Paul. Like that that organization expects greatness, though. At this point, especially if you have great talent, and that's that's why Jordan Poole is so great right now. Like, I mean, it, he could have went to any other team in the NBA. I don't think he'd be having the same outcomes that he's having right now. I think yeah. being around somebody like Steph Curry, being around somebody like Clay or Draymond or Steve freaking Kerr. All of that matters in development and being around that you get a guy like this. This guy has drank the Kool-Aid and he's joining the party and it is amazing to watch. Jordan Poole, let's just go ahead and remember his draft, was projected to literally be one of the last three picks in the draft. Wow. Went 26 overall in the first round and Sean and I both went, what are they doing? Apparently they know more than we do. Yeah. Yeah. They know much more than we do. Yeah. <laughs> but on the other end, I thought Memphis played great. I really, I, I love. This is a, once again another series where it's like, can both these teams win? Like, right. Yeah. Three, oh, absolutely. Three, it's three of the four Western Conference teams I really enjoy watching, and the other has Luca, so I still like watching them this, play. I think yeah. this is gonna. I think this is gonna probably be the most fun series of too. of the playoffs, and you know, watching Ja who is another generational talent yeah. uh, and the most exciting player in basketball right now, period. Um, you know, yeah. seeing what they've done and I, I'll be honest with you, even if they win this series, I don't think they have quite enough to win a title. Um, but man, uh, Jackson just played really well. Hell of a game the other night, hell of a game. Like, and, yeah. and he exposed any sort of weakness they, they had on him. They could not, keep him i mean wiggins was on him i think most of the game and he just he was just scoring on him at will and it yeah. and wiggins is a good defender so you know it's uh it's it's a really really interesting matchup and it is so fun to watch it and um we'll see what happens but i feel like uh i feel like the grizzlies had this one they really did have it in the bag and some slip-ups happened and a few runs happened and because at one point I was like, oh, well, Grizzlies are probably going to win. But <laughs> I know better now because, you know, <laughs> game's all, as my wife says, two minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Back yeah. and forth the whole game. So the Grizzlies are going into this season. Like, like so the highest paid player on the roster is Jaron Jackson Jr. at $28 million. The second highest is Steven Adams at $17 million. Whoa! They're gonna they're wow. gonna have some money, and they're gonna be able to make some noise. Um, you know, wow. obviously they gotta make they gotta make decisions on guys like Tyus Jones and Kyle Anderson. Um, which Tyus has I, been I, Tyus has been huge for them, by the way. He has been in, in straight minutes. Yeah, yeah, very good. But he's also oh. getting sixteen million, so that's gonna be that's a lot for Tyus Jones. I didn't yeah, know he was making that much. No idea. I would interesting. I would have put him in the five to six million dollar range. I, I I what's going on? When when did this happen? Spot track, my guy. Oh man, <laughs> man! Talk no, about that, if, like if Golden State didn't, get, if Golden State couldn't like afford to bring back Jordan Poole, talk about a team that would just love to have him just with John. Oh Moran. my god! <laughs> oh, yeah, but, but I can't see any way, shape, or form Golden State lets him walk. 
No, mm-hmm. not a chance. I mean, Clay Thompson has been really good again, which has been awesome. But I'm sure they're still cautious about everything, and as they should be. Um, yeah, so I like this series a lot. Um, I do think Golden State wins it. I think we do get the Golden State Phoenix Western Conference Finals. Yeah, um, look forward to it. Yeah, but I think it was six. I really think this is a six or seven game series. I think yeah. Memphis is going to be able to get a couple games in this. Yeah, yeah. I, I do too. I, you know, I don't think that. Taylor Jenkins you know, is really good, by the way. We don't give him credit for how good of a coach he is. Yes, yeah, he, he is. is. He absolutely. Is. And I don't think Desmond Bain will have another shooting night where he goes three for ten from three and one, oh, yeah. or one for five from three and three for ten from the field. And Brooks won't go three of thirteen. I they them two will both play better, yeah. um, which will make the series better. So yeah, I definitely think it'll go six or seven. Um, but I do think Golden State will pull it out. But I wouldn't be mad. I mean, only for my prediction's sake. But I wouldn't be mad if Memphis won because I, I do love this Memphis team, but I do think Golden State is the better team and they'll win. Do you think uh, T. Morant is going to bring Usher with him to every game still so they can like sit next to each other and people be like, who's who? They need to. Possibly. He needs to. Possibly. Yeah. yeah. Possibly. Yeah. That was awesome when they did that with yeah. the last game of the Minnesota series. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Oh, uh, man, it's it's going to be fun. I love it. Yes, it will I was going to say, like, the thing that really makes me, like, really is funny to me about Memphis is the way that they put this team together through the draft and all these young guys. It's not just, like, Ja and Jared. It's these guys they're finding in the second round, the late first. They remind me of when Golden State started putting it together. Mm-hmm. They remind me so much of that, like, for, like, the end of We Believe to, like, Mark Jackson to Steve Kerr taking over winning titles. They like yep. it, the the timeline reminds me so much of what Golden State did, and yep. so I think that's what's really like. It's almost like Golden State's like watching a younger version of themselves, like is who they're playing in this series. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I, I Steph's that, a totally different that. player than Ja, but like you know what I mean. Right, but but as far as being a dominant scorer, being the best player on the floor, they're absolutely just alike. Yeah, you know what I mean, so no, I definitely see what you're saying. It, it's it's fun. I love how much you can see that those two love competing against each other, too. It just makes mm-hmm. it so, so fun. Yeah. All right, guys. Yeah, it, so we go ahead, Ben. I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. Yeah. Yep. No, you're good. So we got a few minutes left before we get out of here. And this has been bugging the shit out of me for two days. And I've texted you guys about it already. But we have to just, like, scream about it here for a few minutes. So let's okay. scream about it. Okay. So I listened to The Void the other day. Big fan of Kevin O'Connor. There's very few people in the ringer I really enjoy anymore. Um, Kevin O'Connor's one of them. I really think he does yeah. great work. J. Kyle Mann's the other. Love what he does. And the discussion came up about, they were talking about, um, you know, they asked, like, Zion did that presser. They were like, you know, if they offer me a contract, I'm going to stay. And if you look at this roster, no shit, he's going to stay. Like, this right, is his right, best chance yeah. to do something. And then they talked about Zach Levine. So at Zach Levine's post game, his exit interview with the media, he said, I am going to test free agency. I'm going to explore it. I've never been a free agent before. You know, I'm going to try it out. Like he was restricted when the Kings gave the mattress, mat, the mat, the sheet the Bulls authored mm-hmm. was basically that was he was so he was restricted then. But he's never been a UFA where he can kind of explore options. So obviously, as Bulls fans, Sean and I are aware that this was on the horizon and you talk to any Bulls fan, I don't, th- you know, I think we're all kind of like, look, he had a knee injury, and I think that's why he didn't play so well. And, but like, 
we know like what this team is with him. Logan Murdoch of the Ringer, who is the host of Real Ones. I don't know if that's really the right name for this for him after this comment he made. <laughs> brought up the idea of Zach Levine going to the Lakers in a sign-in trade and the Chicago Bulls bringing in Russell Westbrook. So, no, is the first thing I'm going to say. I'm just going to get that out of there. Um, second, I don't care how bad Lonzo Ball's knee is. He's playing, and we're not getting Russell Westbrook. Third, no, no. <laughs> And fourth, just this is not the guard packs era. We have moved on from these terrible, over the hill, shitty vets getting overpaid. We did this already. Yeah. It's done. Jabari Parker was the end of the old guy who can't play basketball anymore playing for the Bulls. We're not there anymore. You could say Tristan Thomas, but I think he did okay for what his role was for this team. But mm-hmm. like, this is like, and I'm not here to say that I don't think there's a, I'm not saying it's impossible exactly if he ends up playing for the Lakers. Could totally see it. Same agent as LeBron. He's went to UCLA. He's a California kid. Sure. Sure. Totally understand all that. Would rather he didn't. Would rather he stayed in Chicago, obviously. Believe he'll be a bull next year. Do fully believe it. But the idea that if the Bulls were going to do like lose Zach Levine to the Lakers, that they would take on Russell Westbrook is asinine. It's lazy media. And for the love of God, I'm just going to say it one more time for you guys to talk. No. <laughs> Go ahead, Sean. This is yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is in your wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, this is this is just you know stirring the pot right now online um, after some comments that Zach made. You know, because he's you know he's very nonchalant in media right now, uh, saying you know free agency is going to be fun. You know, I'm looking forward to it, all that stuff, but not really committing, which is a total uh, clutch move, I should say. I mean, it's pretty, pretty, pretty common with them. He's going to get, he's going to get paid the max um, in Chicago. It's going to happen. Um, It has to happen because they have no other options at this point. There's no way they're going to find a better caliber player on the market than Zach Levine right now. Um, they do need to do some other tinkering on the roster to to make um, you know to be, become better, obviously. But um, also the idea, I I really do think that the idea of people that want to go out and play with LeBron James, I I feel like it's over with because you don't know what LeBron's going to do a year from now. You know, there's no um, there's no. Record. Yeah, we, he's gonna break. Yeah, he'll break the scoring record. Other okay. than that, though, you're right. Okay, yeah. yeah, that's yeah, that's it. But it's like you don't know where he's gonna be in the next year or something. You know, I mean, it's like you know, trying to sign up for a team. It was like when um, you know, who was Michigan's coach that came down to Cleveland? Oh yeah, oh, uh, John Beeline. Beeline. Yeah. Uh, came down there and they played like he tried to say that they played like he tried to cover it up and said they played like slugs. Like slugs. Yeah. Oh, John. Oh, John. <laughs> so so you know, there's 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 players that there's players and and coaches and stuff. I feel like they're a little bit more cautious about hitching their 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 train or their wagon to to LeBron at this point in his career. Um, even if Zach Levine goes out West and you have LeBron at the same capacity, you had him this year, Anthony Davis has made a glass 
you know, there's nothing. They don't have any money to do anything else there. They're completely strapped. They have no draft picks, no assets. They traded it all in for one championship, and that's fine. That's what you do. You get that championship. However, I think it's going to be a much longer time for them before they actually are able to make it back to a point where they are a championship caliber team. They're going to have some dark days after LeBron leaves. It's going to happen. It's going to be very, yeah, they're going to be donezo for a while. And, um, but I I just don't see Zach Levine. If I'm Zach Levine, do I want to go out to LA and play with those guys? No, no, I don't. Because, you know, it's like, you might, you know, you might be okay, but also LeBron is going to be 38 years old next year. So, or is, is he 37 now or is he 38 now? He's 37 now. Age is 30. It'll be 38 in December. Okay. Yeah. So it's like he's going to be 38. So it's like, you know, do you want to go out there and try to do that? What happens after he leaves? Then you're in a situation like Kevin Love was in where he's just like, I don't even really want to play anymore. And it's like, oh, I got a good basketball team again. I guess I'll try. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to be in a situation like that. So I just, I don't see it happening at all. I think they're just blowing smoke right now just to, just to stir stuff. We're going to have so much smoke this summer. It's going to be crazy. There's going to be so much weird movements. We're going to have a weird draft. It's going to be great, but it's, it's going to be, it's going to be crazy. No. Yeah. I agree with that. I, I I would agree with that. I I think it's a lot of smoke. Um, You know, I, I think Zach Zach Levine is in the best situation he can be in right now. Um, so you know, I I think that the that Bulls team fits him really well. Um, and, and I don't think I mean, of course, everybody wants to when you become a free agent want to test the waters, but that Bulls right. team is his best fit. So hopefully he's he's smart about it. He signs a deal, stays with the Bulls um, because they do have a legit shot. Uh, if if they stay healthy, they have a legit shot of getting to the Eastern Conference Finals and having an opportunity because what we saw when they were all healthy, that was a really, really good basketball team. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, because, like, the points they were making just kind of like, well, you know, is Lonzo's knee going to be okay? And they're, like, they're once again bringing up DeMar DeRozan's contract. I'm like, are we – we're still doing this. We're <laughs> still doing this yeah. after the year he just had. Like, go go find some other lazy narrative. Go yep. talk about the GOAT debate because, you know, you right. guys don't have slow news day, obviously. Um, <laughs> Go talk about the GOAT debate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm over it. Um, yeah, I'm with you guys. I'm excited to see what the Bulls can do, though. Like, I really I really think they're going to try to make a move to go, like, they're going to make a run to Bobby Portis again. I really feel like they are. Try to bring him back to be on this team. He's not going to come back. I don't think he will, but... I think they're trying to make a move. But they're going to make a run for it. Yeah, I, I think I think with, like, AK and Mark Eversley, like, those dudes, like, aren't going to sit on their hands. Like, we're past I that. mean, I mean, if if Nikola Jokic wasn't so, like, dead set on signing probably what's going to be the most lucrative contract in NBA history uh, this offseason ever, literally, <laughs> I think yeah. that they would, they, would, they would probably be second in the running for him. But, it, you know, you got to go where the money's at, man. Yeah. I already said though, if Nikola Jokic goes to the Bulls, lifetime Portillos on this guy. Oh wow! Anytime there he wants go. to go, he can give me a call and be like, "Hey man, I need some Portillos. <laughs> I will call Portillos. I will order the food. Say it's for Nikola Jokic. Have someone bring it out to him because he went to the Bulls. <laughs> so, I hope he's listening. Yeah. 
No one says no to Portillo's in Chicago. All right. You're absolutely right about that. Yeah. You're a thousand percent correct. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we can go ahead and wrap here before we get anything else. Um, I guess real quick, way to go. Tyler Hero won the sixth man of the year. Totally deserved it. Awesome. Awesome season. Um, It was a lot of fun to watch this year. But all right. Now, with that being said, we can go and wrap up this week's edition of the Bench Mob here on the 48 Minutes Basketball (laughs) Network. Thank you all for tuning in, as always, whether you subscribe or listen to the audio or video version of the show. Um, once again, 48MinutesBasketballNetwork.MerchMig.com. Get yourself some swag with our logo on it or some funny shirts like Ben's Dry Snitch Paul Pierce shirt or TB Lost Me Money because you took some Taylor Bergfeld betting advice and it went awry. <laughs> uh, we got those on there as well. Um, so, yeah, we continue to see we're adding stuff. To this to the site to this page as well. So everyone have a good night. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the playoffs.